Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're joined by Vicki Salemi, career expert for Monster. Vicki is a nationally recognized and trusted career expert, author, keynote speaker, HR people and talent consultant, career coach, and nationally syndicated columnist for the Tribune. She's been featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and countless notable broadcast and print sources. She's also no stranger to our HR Daily Advisor audience, having been featured on our Faces of HR series and has contributed a number of articles over the past few years on hot topics in the world of recruiting and learning and development. Vicki brings over 15 years of experience in corporate recruiting and human resources and joins us today to talk about an emerging trend we're seeing impacting the workforce, PTO woes. Vicki, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thanks for having me, Josh. Well, it's great to have you on. Really want to dig into this new emerging topic of PTO woes. But before we do that, let's get you introduced to our audience who may not have met you or read any of your content that we provided through HR Daily Advisor. So if you don't mind, can you get us started by taking us through your career path sharing what led you to a career in human resources and people operations. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, so I studied psychology in college and during the summer after my freshman year, I worked in HR back, I don't want to date myself, but it was called personnel back then. <laughs> but um, so it was HR and I was just fascinated because number one, I felt like there was job security because HR is the heartbeat of every company. Every company needs HR and there's so many different areas. You can get into talent acquisition, um, compensation, benefits, global mobility. So. This really sparked my interest and that launched my career, um, my full-time career after I graduated from Lafayette College. And I started working in big four um, within training and development for a couple of years and then global mobility, which I found fascinating for several years. And then I found my sweet spot in talent acquisition. I just so passionate about it. And I worked for a couple of different companies more than 15 years. During that time, I was also freelancing as a writer. And I found my sweet spot also in that was, oh, let's, you know, I, there's so many topics here. Um, that to bring to the forefront because I'm on the inside, um, it's like the hallowed halls of HR. So then I started realizing my last role in recruiting, how much I wanted to tell job seekers um, the scoop. So if they were negotiating and but they didn't ask about a sign-on bonus, I couldn't say, "Hey, here's ten thousand. We we ready for you, but you need to ask." Um, and I really felt like I was becoming their advocate, and I wish that they had said certain things or tweaked certain things during their interview. But of course, I couldn't tell them because if I did, I would need to do that, of course, for every single candidate and give the same exact feedback to be equal um, and fair to every single one. So at that point, I was just like, you know what, I think I have a higher purpose here. And that's empowering job seekers and also providing HR leaders with insight. And then, um, yeah, so the, for the past seven years and change, I've been working with Monster and they're amazing. And I love what they stand for and candidates and job seekers finding the right fit and for companies for finding the right fit for job seekers. So here we are. That's great. It's such an exciting career path. Thank you for sharing that with us, Vicki. And really at the core of that path, it's that passion for people. It's helping people find and pursue their passions in careers. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone needs a career. You need a job. So yeah. Absolutely. Well said. So we're having this conversation at the end of 2022, releasing the episode in early 2023, right around the holidays, as many employees are taking time off, using their PTO, taking some much needed vacation. 
But with that come some new challenges that we're seeing emerge in the workforce, the idea of PTO woes. So I wanted to bring you on today to really help us understand this new emerging trend. We've heard about quiet quitting. We've heard about some of the trendy developments within the workforce. PTO woes certainly was new for me and maybe new for much of our audience. So can you help us start there and help us define what PTO woes are? Yes, glad you asked. It's a term coined by Monster. Um, but really what PTO woes are is having increased anxiety or stress returning to work after you take time off. So let's say you request PTO and then it's that Sunday night. Sunday scaries when you think, oh my gosh, what's waiting for me now that I've been out of the office for a week? So that's what your PTO woes are. And then as a result, you're refraining from requesting PTO because you're, you have PTO woes in general. Yeah, that's a nice, simple way to look at that. So what are some of those major factors contributing to employees' hesitation in using PTO? Yeah, one of them to start off is they're understaffed. So 48% of workers in our monster poll said, you know what, they don't have room to delegate their work to anyone. So their concerns, they their work will be piling up or they just simply can't go take time off. Another um, quarter of respondents said they're worried about layoffs and they need to, they want to avoid taking PTO because they want to show their value. So with that, you know, they may be concerned about losing their job. Another, you know, 23% of workers in our poll said their managers look down on them for taking time off. So therefore they're not going to do. And the majority, so 69% of workers fear returning to a crisis. And as a result, the majority of workers check their emails during PTO and they have to work longer hours when they return from PTO to catch up. And some may just think, you know what, it's not worth it. Interesting. Yeah, it's certainly a, a changing workforce right now where we're seeing waves of layoffs happening at massive companies. That's either directly impacting employees or employees are aware of it and thinking of that. And, and as you mentioned, there's either that fear of taking time off or when you do take time off, having that stress coming back and knowing that you're not fully able to disconnect. So I think it's interesting to see how, how this come out as a result of the past few years and just the volatile job market that we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's interesting. And it also points to, I think, the company's culture. So if a workers are fearful because their managers are not, um, their managers looking down on them for taking time off. And that says, you know, the, com- the culture is not transparent and the managers are maybe not taking time off or they're giving you um, slack for taking time off. Or you might feel pre- peer pressure from colleagues as well, which also go- points back to the culture. Yeah, that, that goes back to practice what you preach as well. And, and yep. we talk about that so often with guests on the HR Works podcast of really as leaders within organizations, use your PTO and exercise a lot of the benefits that you offer to show that it is okay to take that time to disconnect. And oftentimes you can be the model employee for your employees. Absolutely. That's great. So as again, we're launching this episode coming out of the holiday break, a lot of challenges we're seeing is not just taking PTO, but those that do take PTO, which is intended to really re-energize and reinvigorate employees as they come back oftentimes are coming back disengaged and maybe having a hard time getting back up to speed. What's making that engagement difficult for employees coming back from vacation? I think it's a couple of things. If they don't have anyone to delegate to, that can cause a lot of stress. Or if they have, let's say, a crisis that they think is going to emerge and they, they just don't want to come back. I mean, we know our data, like 76, 76% of workers said that while on PTO, they daydream about quitting their job upon their return. Wow. So there, there could be some deeper issues here that you know, the PTO is not long enough, meaning that they should look for a new job and find a better fit with a better employer where they don't have that stress and where this company actually encourages you to take time off and praises you for unplugging. It could be half a day. It could be a week. It could be a couple of days and it could be a staycation too. You don't have to go far to have that mental health break for sure. 
I love that you mentioned more extended time off. We're seeing many organizations start to introduce more progressive approaches to PTO. Sabbaticals or unlimited PTO is certainly becoming more common. Are there advantages that we're seeing in the workforce for those organizations that are thinking a bit more outside of the box when it comes to PTO and employees taking time? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because at Monster, we realize, you know, traditional PTO, just looking at this data, it's not necessarily working. <laughs> so for companies to think outside the box and perhaps, you know, looking overseas, a lot of companies overseas are testing the four-day work week and they're doing it. So perhaps instead of having unlimited PTO or having days that people don't really use, and if they do, they're extremely stressed out as a result, perhaps having a company-wide mandate, like, okay, we're going to have three-day weekends, and you're going to work 10-hour days the other four days, or have some type of schedule, maybe it alternates, but think in terms of other alternatives so employees don't feel crunched and don't feel stressed, and they can literally take that time off to rest or do whatever they want, actually, to unplug. Yeah, that's some great advice. Are there any drawbacks to some of those more radical PTO approaches? What are maybe some of the reasons that organizations may be hesitant to invest and to look at a more open PTO policy? Yeah, it depends. Um, driving back to the business, what are the clients' needs? If you work in, a, in operations like 24-7, you, know, you want to think in terms of having everyone staffed. So perhaps you have them on a rotating basis, maybe half the team or one third of the team works four days and then has a three days off and then rotate every other week or something to think about, okay, it's not a one size fits all approach. What works best for our business and our clients and our people? Because if our people are not happy, they're going to leave. <laughs> and you know, hiring as well as retention and keeping your people happy um, and paid of course fairly and providing them the benefits is significant. So you want to look at your own situation, but also it is important to leverage this as an opportunity to think outside the box and perhaps offer sabbaticals or, or other ways, you know, we're talking during the holidays, maybe close your office during the holidays for a week or 10 days and just say, you know what, everyone's going to be on call. If clients need to reach you, you're available, but you're not necessarily checking in or you're not online 24 seven. Right. And that's encouraging buy-in. I think that that is so great when you can have that be company-wide say, okay, this is a point where we're all going to unplug. We're all on the same page. There's not going to be, again, that, that competition internally to see, okay, so-and-so is online. I also need to be there. If everybody buys in and, and it's understood from top down that, no, this is a point where we're all fully unplugging, that that does ensure that, that it's okay to step away and really ease some of those PTO woes that we're currently talking about. Absolutely. And companies might want to pilot it and maybe start with a couple of days or start one year and then evaluate and say, okay, after work, maybe issue a survey to your employees. Did you, how did that work? Did you feel more refreshed and check their productivity when they return? But you're right. Like if employees are feeling pressure from the managers, this will hopefully mitigate that pressure that they're feeling as well from peers that the whole company is closed or if they have a three-day weekend or, or whatever, and then they could hopefully return to work feeling more energized and focused. Right. That's the end goal. Right. Now, one thing I really liked that you mentioned, Vicki, was the idea of knowing your culture Understanding if your culture is the right fit for some of these outside-of-the-box approaches to PTO, what the right balance is. You need to understand what your clients need. You also need to know what your employees need and what they're looking for. Um, that's just a great call-out, I think, for HR leadership teams, for organizational leadership teams to understand who your culture is, who your workforce is, and that will dictate what you can handle and what's best for your organization. I think that really speaks to so many benefits that we're looking at now in this competitive recruiting era where employee value proposition is so important and we're looking at different ways that benefits can help organizations stand out against the competition and recruit that top talent that's coming into the marketplace. 
should PTO be at the top priority for organizations or should organizations be looking at other benefits that maybe take precedent as you're trying to attract the newest talent coming into the market? Yeah, great question, Josh. I think, again, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach where I should say like every company should be looking at PTO. However, it should be, you know, hopefully under the umbrella of benefits where companies can look at their current benefits and do some benchmark, um, you know, not competition, but just to see what their competitors are offering and also what their employees want, what the candidates want, the job seekers. We know from our survey that the PTO was 46%, so nearly one in two of the workers said they prefer flexible working hours rather than taking time off for PTO. So perhaps for certain companies, it's being more flexible with the hybrid or remote working situation. So, you know, as companies start the new year, they can start thinking about, okay, what works best for our employees? And I can add, you know, it's interesting is our annual state of the grad survey that drops every spring. Last spring, we saw that new grads, so Gen Z basically saying they're looking for a lot of mental health support. And so that could be part of the benefits as well. We saw with the pandemic, just the increase in making that available to employees regularly. So it's, you know, just looking at what's currently offered, what can be offered, and to to hopefully engage employees to see what works best for them and the organization. Yeah, it seems like work-life balance should be the driver, and there's multiple ways to do that. It's not just providing PTO, providing time off, but also having more flexible working arrangements where employees can balance their time, can balance their work and life accordingly, and also looking at mental health and making sure you're creating a more wholesome experience in the workplace. That seems to be more the driver. And if you need to prioritize benefits, look at that more than just specifically dial into PTO. Right, exactly. I think the pandemic opened our eyes to just, you know, remote working and how important it is to engage with everyone and how those business relationships in full effect and also the effect of isolation, loneliness, depression, and and how important it is not just as workers, but as people and as human beings. So it's that more um, um, holistic approach of seeing PTO as part of the bigger picture. Right. So Vicki, what are some of those other benefits outside of PTO, outside of work-life balance that are really driving the market and, and attracting the newest talent that enters the workforce? Yeah, well, the number one is typically salary that we've seen, especially with the new pay transparency law in New York City, um, which is definitely a significant step forward for pay equity. Um, but the other ones, you know, typically in our data shows a lot of flexibility. Workers are looking for flexibility in where and when they work, but it's also the right fit. So it's the cultural fit. I think that relationship from employees to their organizations is so important. And I think so many of us are looking at that. Where's the right fit for me, where I can be my best self, perform to my best abilities, feel appreciated, but also feel like I'm a part of the mission going forward. I think that's so crucial and has really come to the forefront. It has. And that's why it's important for job seekers now that the, the interviews are occurring in person again, is to really look through the lens of, okay, is this the right fit for me? And as well as the employer, of course. I mean, when I worked in corporate recruiting all those years, you're determining not only is this candidate, do they have the skill set and can they succeed in this role once they're trained and up and running, but what's the cultural fit? Will right. they fit in with the team? I, I love that. So Vicky, looking back at the PTO woe piece, or at least the hesitation around using PTO. As we're going into 2023 and leadership teams are looking at ways to improve going forward, our, we're building our New Year's resolutions. What's something that HR leaders can do to help change the perception um, and the hesitation in using PTO in 2023? The first thing that comes to mind, Josh, is that it stems from the top. So leaders can lead by example, meaning they can and should take their PTO and tell their teams, okay, I'm going to take a long weekend case of emergency. So they lead by example and saying, okay, here's what to do in case of emergency. Here's my backup. 
And if this happens, then you can reach me. But other than that, I'm not going to check my messages. And then they need to be true to their word, stay accountable to what they say, and put on the out of office reply and say, you know, I'm out of the office and don't check messages. And then they should do it. And then hopefully also encourage their people to take time off and say, you know, you, it's not like you need a vacation during the summer to only take your time off. Feel free to take a long weekend or half a day here, half a day there. Do what you need to do. And they don't need to tell their boss how they're planning to spend their time. But I really think it stems from the top, but also hopefully provide their employees with a delegation plan. Even though they may be understaffed, reach out to other departments, talk to your colleagues in other departments and say, okay, we want to make sure that our people are rejuvenated, well-rested, ready to take on the day, focused, productive, all the good, all the good things. Um, but also it can show employees that their employer has your back. If your boss approaches you and says, you know what, Josh, I know you've been working really hard. No, don't forget, take your PTO. We've got your back. There are, some, there are three people in other departments and we'll split up your work for a week or a day or whatever you need. We've got you. And then the expectation, of course, is that you will fill in for someone else. But I think, you know, it just goes to the understaffed. And then also you can say, and I understand that layoffs may be a concern, but because you're taking a day off or two, it won't, layoffs are not going to be imminent. So maybe it depends on like having a department meeting or communicating with staff regularly to assure them the world won't end and your, your job won't be on the line if you take a day off. Some, in, some industries though are different though. I should say many people in other industries have told me when I've worked on stories about PTO, they're like, not in this industry. So then it's an opportunity for the employee to say, you know what, take a bigger picture view. Like maybe this, if I'm working 90 hours a week at this pay and I don't have a life outside work and I'm burnt out, which can lead to mental and physical breakdowns, maybe, oh, maybe I can work a different job 40 hours a week at this lower salary, but it's actually the same amount per hour. Yeah. I really love to just showing your employees that there is support, finding ways to make sure that they feel supported, feel comfortable taking PTO. That's something that you really have to be intentional of as, as leaders, but can pay off in dividends if done correctly in just helping those employees feel like, again, you've got their back. That is so crucial. I think what you said that really stuck out too is just the idea of supporting your employees, showing that it's okay to take time off and we'll have you covered while you're away. The inbox that you may be worried about while you're on vacation is covered. The assignments that maybe you had to think about while you're away, they're taken care of and delegating within the team. I think that's a great way to show support. I think also having an understanding of what your team needs. If there's a longer stretch where you're pushing your team beyond the limit, maybe they're maxed out, it's a busier season, recognizing that and understanding, okay, on the back end, now is a great time to take some vacation time and encouraging those employees to, to take that rest and relaxation and create those opportunities. I think that's something that as leaders, we can certainly help create that environment. Um, even looking at calendars and saying, hey, you know, we've got a three-month stretch, but we don't have any holidays built in. Use your PTO, take some time off, make sure you're not getting burned out. That's something that can easily be done, but take some intentionality and really take some focus as leaders of teams. Absolutely. And I think the key word you just said is intentionality, to really be focused and intentional about the time that you're taking and then how you're going to manage that so you don't have the PTO woes during the time away or even when, especially when you return. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're here with Vicki Salemi, career expert for Monster. So Vicki, we've all learned so much since 2020. It's been a great time to reassess or learn new things about ourselves. So what's something you've learned about yourself since 2020 that's made you a better leader you've been able to incorporate into your working life? Yeah, there's many things. The first one is just tremendous flexibility. 
in terms of when and where and how to work and get it done. <laughs> and then also just the focus to know and listen to myself, okay, I need to go for a walk and just clear my head and then return because I'm, I usually have work on all cylinders at once. And it's like multitask when you have your laptop on and there are all these windows open. That's usually my brain. So it's, you know, monotasking and just learn to really, really focus tremendously. But also the most importantly, the most important one for me, Josh, is relationships. They've always been the hallmark of how I function as a leader and just connect with people. And I truly enjoy people that I work with and for and among, and I, I consider them, you know, professional friends. So, um, so it just, it makes it so enjoyable. So even though during the pandemic, we've had so much distance, um, physical distance, geographies, of course, in a way, I feel like it's brought, at least me, I feel like it's brought me closer because I'm more intentional using that word again, just more intentional right. about, hey, let's, let's hop on a call. Whereas before, maybe it would have been many emails back and forth. And I was like, you know what, do you have time? Let's, let's just hop on a video call and see each other. Um, so I think that's just been really important for me. And I'll take that, you know, going forward, it's not going to stop. Yeah, learning that you can be flexible has been so valuable to so many of us. I'm so glad to hear that that's been something that you took from this and, and are succeeding because of it. That's, that is so great. And thanks for sharing, Vicki. Speaking of sharing, do you have any advice in your career that maybe you've leaned on that's helped propel you forward that you could share with our audience? Another really great question. What comes to mind, though, is for me, at least, like I always think of the big picture, like where am I a year from now, two years, five years from now? What do I need to get done today? And what do I need to get done this week? So I am huge on like micro tasks, like breaking things down into very small digestible bites so I'm not overwhelmed. And organizational systems, like I always put notes in my calendar to follow up. So this way I can just boost and maximize, honestly, efficiency. Yeah, that's a great approach. That's a good lesson to pay forward as well. Now, again, we're here with Vicki Salemi, career expert for Monster. Vicki, do you have anything you'd like to share with our audience of HR professionals, either about what you've got going on at Monster, anything you have going on career-wise that you're excited about? Now's a great time to plug that. Feel free to also share um, where our listeners can learn more. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll have a lot of new data that comes out every January. Monster drops a lot of really pertinent data that can help business leaders, especially when it comes to finding and attracting and ultimately hiring candidates for the right fit. So you can check out more. You can visit monster.com. Okay. That's great. Now, Vicki, as we're having this conversation at the end of 2022, going into 2023, what's something you're excited about for the world of HR going into 2023? I'm just excited about how much change there has been because I feel like, you know, we talked two years ago, it was about, you know, the great resignation. And this fall was about quiet quitting. Recently, Monster dropped data about quick quitting, employees leaving within 12 months of employment. So there's a lot of change, which I think provides opportunities for us to rethink things and perhaps consider how we can do better, how we can better support employees, how we can better train new hires, how we can ultimately share information and job descriptions that is accurate and reflective of the culture to be more transparent and also focus on people first. So I think um, it's an exciting time to be in HR, especially in 2023. Companies are still hiring. You know, there are a lot of employees, perhaps, if they did some quiet quitting or you know, they quickly quit their most recent job, they're thinking outside the box, which provides opportunities to employers to think, okay, maybe you know, to have a job that was for a seasonal job for three months, perhaps do a part-time or you know, open the door for candidates to consider opportunities to work at your company that doesn't necessarily need to be full-time, but it could be an opportunity for both parties to test out the opportunity and the candidate for size, and then also to relook and re-examine benefits and just think about, okay, what is this person's career goals? How can we be in alignment with their goals and help them grow throughout their career? 
Yeah, the workforce is still evolving. I think going into 2022, some of us, certainly myself, I had the idea that, okay, we're going to figure out what the path forward is in 2022. It's still taking shape at the end of the year. And I think it's exciting to see in 2023 how things really start to shift and and modify and set up going forward. I think we're still seeing that take place, which is exciting. It is. And also for the first time in many, many years, I don't want to say forever, but it feels like um, that many employees have been able to say more of what they want and to actually get it. So in the past, if you needed time off, even when I worked in full-time roles in HR, I was like, okay, there had to be a really good reason to work from home. Maybe the cable technician was coming to your home or something, but now it's much more flexible and and employers are reacting to what employees want. Of course, it's a give and take for the organization, um, what's best for the company. But at the end of the day, I think it's most like, how can we meet in the middle? What works for the employees? What do they want? And how can employers best support them? That goes back to that central theme of flexibility. So really well said, Vicki. And again, thank you for sharing that great insight. So now before we wrap, I do like to ask one question of all of our guests, and it's based around motivation. So when you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the floor. What is the one thing that gets you started and motivates you to get going each day? There are many, but it's just like focusing on like what makes this day special and what can I do today to crush it? So each day for me is different. So like we, I knew waking up that I had this podcast with you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on the PTO woes and crush it. Um, so it's just really, you know, and then I have multiple things going on during the day, but it's break, also breaking down the day into different parts. Okay, what's the biggest thing? And it could be personal too, what's going on. My big New Year's resolution is sleep. I need to get more of it. I need to get better quality sleep. So it's like my feet hit the ground and then as soon as I wake up, it's like the floor. Like, okay, what do I need to do? And then also how am I feeling and how could I you know, just reflect on the day before and how I can improve. And it could be, like I said, it could be personal, it could be nutrition, it could be working out, but trying to incorporate more of that wellness into my day so that I could be focused when I'm talking to great people like you. And that is a great answer and a great way to close out. So again, Vicki Salemi, career expert for Monster. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing so much about your journey, about some of your insights into the future of HR in 2023, but also breaking down PTO woes and helping us understand this emerging trend and giving us some advice on how to really create a better and more PTO-friendly environment going forward. So Vicki, thank you for joining the HR Works podcast. I really hope we continue the conversation again next time. Same. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks, Vicki. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.